Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Hey, Missing Chapter fans, the Phils are back with another listener favorite, the Top 5. You got it, Phil, and it's one of our favorite kinds of episodes, too. Today, we've got a great one. Top 5 historical coincidences, the times in history that baffle the mind, the stories that make you say, no way, how is that possible? I love these kinds of stories, and we hope you do, too, fans. So hopefully, you have your favorite coffee brewed and your volume turned up because it's the Missing Chapter, everyone. Let's rock and roll. Hello, Missing Chapter fans. I am Phil Schaff here with Phil Horner. Let's talk some coffee here. I want to give a shout out to Erin Horner, Phil's wife, uh, who is very allergic to hazelnut, but she provided us with the coffee this week. Cafe Godiva Hazelnut Cream. Phil, I got to tell you, this is one of those surprises. Uh, I, I love this coffee. I mean, the flavor, the way it's uh, put together as far as like the, the notes of different creams and caramels and hazelnuts, amazing. Yeah, you know what? You mentioned it. Um, I, I do like hazelnut coffee, um, but unfortunately, my wife is extremely allergic to it. So, you know, I'm able to drink it at, at, um, at work here with you, Phil, yep. and we've enjoyed it. Um, but it's definitely, you know, hazelnut has a very unique taste. It's hit or miss for it's me. It's hit or miss. Um, and there's some that I do like. This one is very subtle. It's, it's um, I don't know, there's there's an element. It's very creamy. It's good. It's a richness to it, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, listen, it's a top five historical coincidences. I think this is one of those episodes, Phil, where I think we're going to get some feedback from our listeners to mm-hmm. say, I think you need a part two. Because anytime you do a top five, there's a lot of debate. And this is, this is, what, this is the part of history we love. Uh, when we talk... Um, class time. We're, we're talking history, um, world history from any any given moment. And there's always those fun stories, which we love to highlight in the missing chapter. But it's those moments where it's like, guys, hold on, put your pens down, stop what you're doing on your Chromebooks, listen to the, how, how crazy this is. And I, I immediately think of the, the conversation, the episode that we did uh, with World War I, uh, the onset of World War I, <clears throat> excuse me, with Archduke Franz Ferdinand and the the craziness involved with his car's license plate. I mean, those kind of coincidences, it really, like we said in the intro, it makes you sit back and be like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way that's true. Is that possible? And you know what's fun, too? I've noticed, Phil, you know, we're in our third season of doing this. I think the kids in our class have picked up on our enjoyment of this and they enjoy getting those tidbits, those small stories from us. And they'll actually bring some in. Yes. And they'll be like, hey, have you guys heard this one? And it's fun because kids now outside of class are thinking about history and they're looking for those stories to yep. share. And that's, I don't know, that that's really encouraging for us. And just in the past couple of weeks, we've gotten some emails and I really want to highlight this because we we really do. And I know, mm-hmm. I know you hear this a lot in other podcasts, possibly like, hey, we love hearing emails. It really means a lot to us that yes. people take the time and email us and, and having some sort of like positive vibe come from it. So for example, someone to say, Hey, uh, my son or daughter was listening and, and it started a conversation at our dinner table. Right. That is that is phenomenal to us because one of the reasons why we started this podcast uh, was right at the, the, the beginning of COVID. And you you set, uh, sent me a text and said, now's the time because we need to we need to reach our kids. There's right. no way to reach them 
outside of you know our, our classroom and we we would always see our kids every single day but now we got to reach them in other ways yeah or, or you know for instance one of my favorites joe de viscani who's a colleague of ours he teaches history in the middle school he's part of our department you know part of the routine now their routine is his younger son joseph likes to listen to the missing chapter podcast on the way into to school in the morning that's, awesome. that's great so yeah. we're part of their routine and again it goes back to what our mission statement was is that if you if you enjoy a good story a movie based around history. People love that. And history is a focal point of that. Mm -hmm. History provides the opportunity for a good story. And you can appreciate someone in history and the obstacles they overcame or, you know, what they accomplished. Hopefully that inspires you to go off and do great things too. Absolutely. And it's a conversation starter. We love that. We yep. love that. And speaking of conversation starters, mm -hmm. the top five, there are some here that, that we were kind of aware of and we, we threw in. And then there were some like, oh, my gosh, you're never going to believe this. Yeah. Um, so I think hopefully there are some listeners right now that have some in mind. Right. Uh, because I think there's one glaring coincidence apart from the Archduke license plate that I think some of our, our history fans at home, the history buffs, are saying, I think this is going to be one of their top five. I'm hoping that there are some historical coincidences for our, our history buffs that maybe they weren't aware of. And we, yeah. we educate them a little bit. So, Phil, hey, before we get started. Yeah. We can be reached at the Missing Chapter Podcast at gmail.com. We can be reached on, on social media. I'd encourage our listeners, do us a favor. We have a couple of different formats that we've we've done over the, the last three seasons. We have our full-length episode. We have mm -hmm. interviews. We have missing podcast shorts. We have mysteries. We have top fives, top tens. Let us know which ones you guys love in particular. Is there a format that you really enjoy that you see come up on that Saturday or that Sunday or whenever you listen to us and you get, oh, excited, mm -hmm. they're doing another one of these? Because we'll certainly try to do more of those formats for our listeners. That's a great point. I, I mean, the top that. fives we enjoy. Yes, that's true. I, I do enjoy this, this uh, format. I enjoy just kind of the dialogue back and forth. I think it's fun. It's a little bit different for us. And, and one thing that we, we really try is, is the variety. We right. try to give you a, a variety of different topics uh, each and every week. So, yeah, that's a great point. We would love that feedback. So, all right, let's go to, let's start top five and work our way down. I don't okay. know for me if there was any particular order. Was there any for you? Not really. Okay. No, um, no, no, I wouldn't say. I mean, I think any of these could be a top one. Yeah. So I'm just going in kind of, uh, I have number five on my list and I'm working my way down. So let's do it. Why don't okay. you kick it off? Number five. Number five. All right, so number five on my list, Phil, is a little American history. Okay. One of the greatest architectural feats in, in our nation's history, the Hoover Dam. Ooh. Would you believe that the first man to die, I say first man die because there's, there are several. Yep. There are several fatalities in the construction of the Hoover Dam, but the first man to die during the building of the Hoover Dam was a gentleman by the name of J.G. Tierney on December 20th, 1922. Here comes the ironic part. The final individual, the final man to die as a result of the project and the construction of the Hoover Dam was Patrick W. Tierney, his son. 13 years later, 1935. Oh, my God. Also, December 20th to the day. All right, come on. So you have a father and a son who both die in the construction of the Hoover Dam. The father is the first one. The sun is the last to perish. And if that's not ironic enough, coincidence enough, it's on the same day, December 20th. That's insane. Yep. So that's one of those things where you have to, uh, someone's going to fact check us. Right. Is that really true? 
Now that's I believe so listen, it to be. <laughs> there's so many levels of coincidences right. on that. So to to be the first and the last, to be the bookends of those, you, you really don't want that record, do you? Right. To be the first and the last one to die. However, um, but on the same day, same family, um, same day, same project, thirteen years removed. That's a yeah. pretty that's a pretty tough number five to follow up. Oh yeah. That gives you an idea of what this list is going to be like for us. <laughs> that's true. That's pretty good to start things off. I but. mean, that's going to be tough to beat. Yep. Here's my number five. World War One. Okay. Right? We love our World War One. Mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes it's the forgotten war. Sometimes. Absolutely. Um, in the midst of World War One, we have a British uh, passenger ship, the RMS Carmania. Okay. They convert it into a battleship. And now that's not the coincidence in and of itself. That's okay. happened before. But to avoid enemy fire, it was disguised to look like the German ship, the SMS Trafalgar. In 1914, the Carmania sank a German ship off the coast of Brazil. The sunken ship was the Trafalgar, which had been disguised to look like the British Carmania. Okay. That almost seemed like a riddle. (laughs) I did. That almost seemed like a riddle. I, I almost need like a visual if this weren't a podcast. I know. So listen, let's put it all together once again. So <laughs> we have a converted passenger ship, Carmania. Okay. It's converted into a battleship. Okay. So you have the Carmania, and then to avoid enemy fire, it's disguised to look like a German ship, the Trafalgar. All right. In 1914, the Carmania sinks a German ship off the coast of Brazil. The sunken ship was the actual Trafalgar. The Trafalgar had also been disguised to look like the British Carmania. That's wild. Absolutely wild. And I I think just to give a little more background too, (laughs) ships' guns in the Great War had a lot more range than in previous conflicts, especially those, you know, in the age of sail, right? So these converted liners would have fought from a pretty significant distance. And in fact, the battle began with the two ships, ready for this, four miles apart. But these these two ocean liners are pretty vicious. All right, Phil, my number four, there was a book published in 1898, and it was about an ocean liner named the Titan that okay. sank after hitting an iceberg, and it had a shortage of lifeboats leading to mass, mass casualties. Okay. I know you I know you think where I'm going. And I, Absolutely. I yeah. I, I think everyone's got it, right? It was 14 years before the eerily similar sinking the titanic of course now that's that's odd in and of itself that's coincidental but here's uh something even more coincidental right another author by the name of wt stead wrote a story in 1886 about a ship with limited lifeboats sinking in the atlantic stead was later a passenger on the titanic and died when it sank see that that like how can you write that story I know. You know, it's almost like he had a premonition. Yeah. His stories kept coming back to That's that. That's true. And then, you know, obviously life imitates, you know, literature. Life imitates yeah. art. That's crazy. Uh, World War II. You know, how there are coincidences in terms of numbers. Numbers throughout those. history, yes. right? And you're like, wow, that that's ironic. And then that number continually plays a role at this point in history. I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Adolf Hitler was born 129 years after the French general and eventual leader, Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay. 129. Hitler's rise to power 
took place 129 years after Napoleon's. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, I like that. Hitler invaded Russia during World War II in what was called Operation Barbarossa 129 years after Napoleon invaded Russia. And he was ultimately defeated 129 years after the defeat of Napoleon. We always tell kids, listen, Hitler needed to have known his history. You don't invade Russia. It's big. It's cold. And the Russian military obviously has used that to their advantage. Um, The irony there in 129, though. I thought just, you were. I thought you were done after the first one twenty nine. Right. The second one twenty nine. I'm like, oh man. They were born 129 years apart. They came to power in their respective countries 129 years apart. They invaded Russia 129 years apart, and ultimately faced the same fate without, in doing so. Without doing the research, I wonder if there's any sort of numerical significance to the number 129. You know. That like, would, and again, we say this all the time. Possibly a future episode. Absolutely. Numbers. Now, my number three, Phil, holds special meaning to me okay. because of the um, the person associated with it. It, it evolved around Edgar Allan Poe, oh, a literary yeah, figure. So for those uh, fans of the Missing Chapter podcast who maybe have been with us in the beginning or started you know, listening to us with our first episode, season one, episode one, Nevermore, was about the death and the controversy surrounding that death of literary figure Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe had but one novel published, The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pyme of Nantucket, and it was released in 1838. Now, Poe's novel tells of a doomed Antarctic journey, an expedition in which four shipwrecked crewmen decide to eat cabin boy Richard Parker in order to survive. Good Lord. Who's to say what we're what we're capable of okay. and willing to do all right. in the face of death? No now, judgment. All right. So that was 1838. In 1884, four crew members survived the, a shipwreck of a vessel named the Mignonette. The survivors, wait for it, Phil, decided to consume and eat their cabin boy in order to live. And as fate would have it, let me guess. The, Here we are in the Missing Chapter podcast. In classic Missing Chapter podcast fashion, that cabin boy's name was, in fact, Richard Parker. That's insane. You just got done saying. That's number three. Oh, my gosh. So, like, you know, you're living through publicists, uh, publications, or or literacy. Our second example. Yes. Unbelievable. That's amazing. All right. So, I got to jump to my number three, and I'm going to give a shout out to my man, Paulie. He... Mm -hmm. uh, he was cutting my hair, and and uh, he's a, a barber friend of mine, and he was telling me we got talking history. We, he knows about our podcast, and he says something about this right here. So I had to I had to look it up and include this: the relationship between Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, former presidents. A lot of twists and turns over the years. They were allies. They grew into adversaries. Politics, of course, divided them, as we see up until this point uh, in our our political divide now. The last two surviving members of the American revolutionaries from the British Empire, they eventually reconciled, corresponded by letter until their final years. But here's the catch. Ready? They famously died within hours of one another on the same day in 1826. But here's the catch. It was on the 4th of July. All right, Phil, for my number two, you can't avoid talk about this coincidence. We've already done an episode about this. 
But John Wilkes Booth and Abe Lincoln reportedly had a very coincidental, let's say, family connection long before Booth shot Lincoln, okay? So Booth's brother, Edwin, kind of a, a famous stage actor who supported the Union during the Civil War, he was um, in a train, train station in Jersey, and Lincoln's son, Robert Todd, was leaning up against a stopped train. He almost falls onto the tracks as it started up again, and there's Edwin Booth grabbing him by the collar and saving his life. So the younger Lincoln, Lincoln recognized his hero and wrote about the incident a little later on, but it wasn't until years later that Booth found out who he had actually saved. So that's not where the coincidences end, though, because Robert Todd Lincoln was in some way present for not just one, not just two, but three presidential assassinations. He wasn't um, there at the theater during his father's shooting, obviously, but he was rushed to his deathbed and sat by his side until uh, Abraham Lincoln passed away. But later, he was an eyewitness to the killing of President Garfield. Then in 1901, Lincoln was nearby in Buffalo at the invitation of President William McKinley when he was fatally shot. Yeah, that is amazing. Pretty, pretty unbelievable story. And go back to season one, I believe. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't look this up beforehand. I can't remember what episode it was, but awesome episode about John Wilkes Booth and Lincoln's connection even before that fateful night in April. No, and I can remember that episode. That was good. And, and ironically here, my number two has to do with a theme or a topic that I did a season one episode on as well. It was a short about um, the the young man who was doing the the telegraph on the Titanic at the time of its sinking. Oh, yes. Yep. So my number two um, is about a woman named Violet Jessup, who was both a nurse and ocean liner stewardess who earned the nickname Miss Unsinkable by surviving both the accidents of the Titanic in 1912 and then its sister ship, Phil, the HMHS Britannic, which met the same fate as the Titanic this time in 1916. Jessup was also reportedly on board a third boat, the RMS Olympic, when it hit a warship, but fortunately the Olympic stayed afloat. Still enough for me to be looking over any sort of list of who's on a boat, if you come across the name Violet Jessup, get out, get off. Yep. Hey, Phil, number one on my list, my top five, has to do with World War I. By the time World War I came to an end, it had claimed an estimated one million British lives. Yet somehow, without any planning, the first recorded English casualty of the war, 17-year-old soldier John Parr, and the last recorded casualty, 30-year-old George Edwin Ellison, reportedly have graves that face one another and are just 15 feet apart in the St. Symphorian Military Cemetery. That's crazy. Very poetic. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And that's something where another one of those stories you're like, there's no way. Is that true? That's, I know it. That's I know it. So that's why it's my number one. There it is. So my number one is actually an episode that I've, I've wanted to do for a long time. We actually just mentioned it today this in our morning classes about this individual. Yep. Uh, let's hopefully I don't butcher his name, unfortunately. Um, Sutomo Yamaguchi. Whether you look at it, this as being incredibly lucky or incredibly unlucky. Either way, he was present for both bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Unbelievable. So he was fleeing from uh, trying to flee from the, the first bomb that hit in Hiroshima. He's searching for safety. He ends up in Nagasaki only to see a second flash of white light that would cover over half of his body and burns from radioactive ash. He's the only person recognized by the Japanese government as having survived both Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And of course, because of that radiation, 
unfortunately dies in 2010 uh, of cancer. But unbelievable story. That is amazing. So, Phil, every time we do a top five, we always add in a bonus. And I don't think uh, you could get through a top five historical coincidence coincidences episode without at least mentioning probably the top two most famous. Right. Which I think the, the next bonus uh, that we're going to give everybody has to be Franz Ferdinand's car. Right. And then, you know, it, it, listen, if, if you really enjoy the, the topic of historical coincidences, um, I think, you know, there's so many to talk about and we enjoy doing the top fives. I definitely think somewhere along the line, Phil, down the road, we'll be doing a part two on this. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. But if this is right down your alley, if you enjoy this, I, I would invite you, if you haven't already listened to season one, episode three, um, there was kind of a, a cryptic title. You'll see some um, some Roman numerals that made reference to um, Franz Ferdinand's car's license plate. And if right. you're not familiar with that story, I think you would enjoy that. So we'll talk about Franz Ferdinand's car uh, in an episode, which there's so many twists and turns in that episode, which is I think you all will enjoy if mm -hmm. you haven't listened to it already. The other one, which I'm sure a bunch of history buffs that are listening to right now, they're like, how could the Phils not mention the coincidences between Kennedy and Lincoln. Yeah. So there are tons of websites out there uh, that you could you could go through and, and, and read about the similarities between Abraham Lincoln and John Kennedy. What we're going to do here for today is at least make a, a little bit of a list. Um, the one that we've seen now, you got to remember, some of these are maybe a little bit legend. Um, right. So you, you kind of need to do your due diligence. Um, the list that we saw that was that was pretty pretty compelling uh, comes from SpartacusEducational.com. So we're going to read uh, what they have for us, which I think does a really good job of, of taking all of those similarities and putting them into one list. Right. And and Phil, looking at our list and having you know proofread this, a lot of this is factual. It either right. did or it didn't. I mean, you know, when we when we talk about both men lost a son while living in the White House. Well, right. That did happen. That did happen. All right. So that that's on our list. But let's start off. We'll, we'll go back and forth. This list is extensive, which just goes to show just how amazing these similarities are. But yep. we'll start with both men, Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy, were elected to Congress in a 46 year. Lincoln in 1846, Kennedy in 1946. Both men are elected to the presidency in a number ending in a 60. Lincoln, of course, in 1860, Kennedy, 1960. Okay, I think both men, when we think of their presidency, civil rights yeah. stands out, all right, and kind of dominated their tenure in office. Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. You obviously think of, you know, the, the Civil War fought over slavery, while Kennedy proposed what we eventually became the Civil Rights Act. Now, the next one, I think, is, I mean, it's not a stretch by any means, because it, it's true that both men married in their 30s to women in their 20s. I just think, you know, obviously it's uh, that was more common. Right. And we we mentioned uh, at the beginning of the list, both men lost a son while living in the White House. Both presidents had four children mm -hmm. and both lost two before they reached their teens. It's crazy. The yeah. doctors for Lincoln and Kennedy have the same name, which is this is so weird. Charles Taft. That is. That's one of the ones where it's like, wow, what are the what yeah. are the what are the chances? Lincoln's private oh, secretary was called John, John Nicolay while Kennedy's private secretary was called Evelyn Lincoln. And both men shot on a Friday. Both men shot in the head. Both men were shot in the presence of their wives. Lincoln, this is a good one. Lincoln was sitting in box number seven of Ford's theater when he was killed, while Kennedy was riding in car number seven in the cavalcade 
in a Lincoln car made by the Ford Motor Company. That was one of the first ones I've ever heard yeah. when it comes to these similarities. And I, I always go back to that. That is unbelievable. How about the fact that both were assassinated by Southerners? And, and both of these assassins had three names, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald. Good. The law enforcement officer who detained John Wilkes Booth was called Lafayette Baker, as was the man who detained Lee Harvey Oswald, Marion L. Baker. It's so bizarre. I know. Uh, both of their presidential successors were named Johnson, Andrew Johnson and, of course, Lyndon B. Johnson. Good. Both men were succeeded by Southerners. That's true. Both successors were born in an 08, Andrew Johnson in 1808, Lyndon Johnson in 1908. Both assassins' names have 15 letters. That's <laughs> We're getting down there now. I know. I know. It's crazy. And we still have some more. Uh, Booth ran from the theater and was caught in a warehouse, whereas Oswald ran from of course, a warehouse and was caught in a theater. That's a good one. Both assassins were themselves assassinated before their trials. See, I know. It either happened or it didn't. Here. It happened, I know. yeah. Um, so John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald were both originally thought to be lone gunmen, but was later discovered that they were part of a conspiracy. And there you have it, listening uh, fans to the Missing Chapter podcast. Top five historical coincidences stay tuned uh, somewhere along the line like i said we'll have a part Follow two up. yep thank you for joining us until next time i'm phil shaw and i'm phil horander another chapter has been added to the history textbooks